0: Hey dude, flicks anonymous. I don't know. It's just awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man, 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 man. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. Clan B is is just to keep on giving her. Like you you work hard. That's (laughs) what's that plan? Yeah, that's a flag right there. The guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. I know what you're thinking. I kind of lost track myself. Being this is a .44 Magnum, 44 Magnum the most powerful handgun in the world, can you blow your head clean off? You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Like Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flicks Anonymous on the Cannabis Life Network, The League of Manchildren.com, and The Daily Hive. I'm Steve Stebbing, and usually this is the point of the show that I would introduce my co-host Trevor Duick. Unfortunately, uh, we had some scheduling issues this week, and uh, Trevor cannot make it. He'll be back next week, so don't worry. The power couple has not broken up. We're we're still stronger than ever, and we cuddle in the off time. Uh, so anyways, uh, this is episode 44 of uh, Flicks Anonymous, uh, which uh, Trevor let me do uh, wrestling plugs for the next few episodes. So uh, this episode is d- dedicated to uh, Chris Jericho, Lionheart, Y2J himself, Canadian hero when it comes to wrestling, and he's the best at what he does. I don't know, more wrestling talk, but it's all because I have a wrestling podcast called BS from the Turnbuckle that I am allowed to plug on this show for the next little bit, so I'm really taking my liberties right here. Um, but we have five movies opening this week in, uh, in either regular or limited release, and uh, one that's hitting VOD that I have a review for here. Uh, so let's just get the ball rolling since it's just me, uh, and we'll talk about a movie right now. 12 years after the last film, uh, Bridget Jones is back in Bridget Jones' Baby. Here's a look. Good God, Bridget, you're immense. Are you okay? It's probably best, if I don't talk too much. It's... Okay, I'm here, okay. I can, I, can, I can take it from here, I'm here. Okay, I got this thank you! I got this! Oh. Okay! Oh! Jesus! Oh! Jesus! Oh! Jesus! A, okay. This okay. is a two-man job! Okay. Take her! Take her! Oh. got her! got her! Oh. Please! Don't drop her! So, uh, this... You know what, I'm going to preface this by saying that I I enjoyed uh, both Bridget Jones' Diary and Bridget Jones' The Edge of Reason. They're not perfect movies by any means, but they're still uh, very entertaining, and mostly that's due to them uh, being uh, very blue in their humor. They definitely don't shy away from saying fuck and all that kind of stuff, and it actually works very well for it. Because without it, I, I feel like these would just get lost in that romantic comedy mess. Um, And while the Bridget Jones baby is not a perfect movie, um, it definitely has its problems, Uh, for the most part this movie actually works and I actually thought it was quite funny. Uh, I will say that Patrick Dempsey is fucking awful. He's just so bad. His first eight lines are so corny and so cheesy that I just immediately disliked him just like I do every time I see him on camera. I'm just not a fan of Patrick Dempsey at all. Uh, Colin Firth is fantastic, I, I love that guy. And, and uh, Renee Zellweger, we haven't seen her in six years. Of course she looks very, uh, very much different than we did than when we saw her last. Uh, that's of course a, a whole separate controversy of its own. Uh, it is quite noticeable in this one. Uh, there are a few uh, shots in it that I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a weird one. Um, But for the most part, this movie's a lot of fun. It's gonna be a nice date movie to bring people to. It's a nice rom-com that doesn't make you feel like drilling a hole in your face. Um, and you know, it, it was a lot of fun. It does have its problems, uh, and it doesn't have Hugh Grant, which is unfortunate, but, uh, the movie's still pretty fun, even, uh, all the romantic garbage aside, which usually bothers me in movies, but I'm gonna give this one a three, three out of five is where I'm settling. It's an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes when I looked, uh, 62 on Metascore, so it's not doing too bad with other critics either. This might be your good bet for this weekend. So uh, moving on to the next one, another film that is coming more than a decade after his last film. Uh, this is uh, this is Adam Wingard's new film. Adam Wingard, of course, is an incredible horror filmmaker, doing Your Next, The Guest, and now he did a movie called uh, that was filmed in BC called The Woods. At San Diego Comic Con, it was revealed to be Blair Witch. Take a look. Attempt narration, take one, take two, three. When James was four years old, his older sister disappeared while making a documentary near the town of Burkittsville, Maryland. The final moments of it showed her going into a house, seemingly within the Black Hills forest. (laughs) That area was extensively searched by police and FBI, but they could find no evidence of an existing house in those woods. For as long as I've been friends with James, he's wondered what happened to her. His continued search to find closure and answers to his sister's disappearance is the subject of this documentary. All right, so for the younger audience out there, um, I saw the very first Blair Witch Project when it came out in theaters, and uh, I saw it opening night, and this, this bef- for the first few weeks of, of the film, they were telling people that it was real, that it was actual found footage. And it actually scared the shit out of me. I was about 19, 18, 19 years old when I saw it, and it scared the shit out of me. Um, and I, I loved the lore for that reason. So I had a lot of anticipation going into Blair Witch, and I was massively disappointed with this film. Uh, not only is it, it, does it do nothing to, to, to bring this film back for a new audience that could latch onto it, it is very much just a dull retread of that first film, well, just with more people involved this time. Um, there's points in the film where you think that they're going to expand and add some a little bit more to the Blair Witch uh, mythos and everything, but they really do nothing. Uh, Writers Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard make their first just mediocre movie. There's just not enough behind this movie. There's no umph, and about fifty minutes in, really nothing has happened, and. Uh, you're just kind of waiting for things to, have, to get started, and uh, I, I was severely disappointed. This might be my number one disappointment of the year so far, especially with how much anticipation I was feeling for this, because they had the marketing going for them. They almost had a 10 Cloverfield Lane type of marketing, where we only knew about this, that this film was coming in just a handful of weeks before we actually got it, um, but this one didn't deliver. Um, I, I'm settling on a one out of five. I can't believe that I'm saying an Adam Wingard film is a one out of five, but... It really is. Uh, This one's not worth it. It's not worth the motion sickness if people get motion sick in theaters. I didn't feel that, but I know people do. This just was just really a letdown and I feel horrible to say that because I really enjoy the man's work, but this is one you might want to forget. The uh, score on on Rotten Tomatoes is 58%, the meta score is 57, so it is sitting in the middle of the road right now. I think that's going to drop a bit more. All right, so our last uh, wide release this week is uh, a pretty massive story, especially if uh, when, when, coming to, uh, when it comes to uh, national security and invasion of pr- privacy on uh, American citizens and whatnot. Uh, this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing another biopic after uh, The Walk last year. This time he's playing Edward Snowden in Snowden. Take a look. Fresh brains for you, Trevor. Trevor James, Interactive Ops, Division Chief. Ed, Snowden. I've been briefed. Next door is talk Defense. That's where you'll be working. Over here we have Rock, our offense. Now I move between the two. We're going a tight ship here, so. Yes. You'll be working with Hands. Hey, Patrick Hands. Nice to meet you. Good to have you. You watch out for him. He's the smartest guy in the building right here. <laughs> Come on. Bro, how many languages do you speak again? I mean, seven in code, six spoken, two signs. That's cool. Great. Other language I can't understand. Okay, so this film uh, was uh, directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, partially, the script was partially written by Oliver Stone as well. And when the credits rolled on this film, my one question is, Oliver Stone, what the fuck happened to your balls, man? Uh, there's so much he could have dug into in, in Snowden. There, he could have taken, uh, he he could have taken digs at the government. He could have, he could have actually had this be an issue movie or but it's not it's he he could have had some truth in this but this is a true story but it all felt so contrived and so fake by the time everything hits at the end the subplot with edward snowden and his girlfriend played by shailene woodley is just completely stretched out and, and and it's just overdone and I mean, how many times can you hammer home a, a paranoid relationship before it becomes dull and boring? Which is what largely this movie becomes. It's over two hours long. It's what two hours and twelve minutes long, and just has no resonance to it whatsoever. A film and a story that should really weigh on your mind after seeing it, especially with the heavy subject. So the heavy subject matter it deals with. This. This is just fluff, it's absolute fluff, and it just leaves nothing on your palette at the end, and I was massively disappointed with this one. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's good, Uh, everything else around it is not good, it's absolutely not good, Uh, and I'm wondering where the hard-hitting impactful director Oliver Stone was, where did that go, really, where did that go? This one's a two out of five for me. I was very, very disappointed in this one, especially with uh, the delays, and uh, which kind of added, I think, a little bit to the hype. Also, uh, when you're nearing the end of the movie, they actually show the real Edward Snowden in some like surveillance footage, which is interesting. But then they go right back to Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Snowden again really takes you out of the movie badly and then back to another ham-fisted performance by the real edward snowden which was completely unnecessary and uh, they should have rolled the credits uh, way before that uh so uh, don't bother with edward snowden it, it with snowden it's just it's not worth it uh the agreement is there with me 40 percent on rotten tomatoes and 55 on metascore so yeah i just a bummer of a movie um, all right, so let's move into limited, and this is a really cool one. Uh, they're they're doing one night only screenings for this one, and then it moves to the movie network to, to uh, see to see this one in kind of a regular uh, regular spots every day. Uh, this is uh, Ron Howard directing a documentary. It's called The Beatles: Eight Days a Week, The Touring Years. Here's a look at the trailer. This is the greatest phenomenon of the century thus far. Everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, here are the Beatles! We captured Liverpool and London. and We were out to capture the world. This mania was so much pressure. We were kids. We were all pretty scared. It's a miracle, in a way, they didn't go mad. <laughs> what well, we had each other, and we brought that to the music. So, um, in my family, we are huge Beatles fans. Both me and my wife love the Beatles. We, our daughter's middle name is Lennon. Like, we're massive fans of, of the Beatles. So a, a film like this coming out is just, like, just automatically earmarked for us to absolutely love but i think outside of beatles fans i think just music lovers in general really latch on to a film like this that kind of shows uh the biggest band in the world like even to this day i don't think that there's been such a mass hysteria as the beatles mania i think i think this shows showcases that the 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 craziness around everything that I don't think we've ever seen since. Um, And I think this documentary is very interesting for that fact alone. Um, It also has all the great uh, concerts uh, remastered and, and everything for that high definition. It all looks really gorgeous. Plus you're getting background stories of the strife in between the band, the controversy that came out, especially when John said that the Beatles were bigger than Jesus at that point. Uh, there's just just a lot of really interesting stuff in this film, so music lovers, documentary lovers, and Beatles lovers uh, all alike will definitely love this film. There is so much, uh, Imagine Entertainment put so much work into this film, and Ron Howard uh, is, is commanding as, as a documentary director. It's, it's, it's one that you can probably watch, want to watch more than once. This is a 5 out of 5 for me. I absolutely adored this film, um, and it is... When I looked at it, it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 65 on Metascore, which is a weird dip between it. But I, I'm giving it a perfect score. I love this one. So uh, you're gonna if you want to go see this at, at the event theaters in your city, uh, they will be carrying it for the one night only. And then it will be on your movie channel after that one. So check that one out. Uh, for the first time on Flix Anonymous, this next movie, I do not Have a trailer. I do not have any footage for this movie. Uh, It is a Canadian movie. Uh, It is known as Pays in some parts of the country and known as Boundaries in another another part. Uh, It stars uh, Emily Van Camp, who uh, to this point is largely a TV actor. She was in the show Boys and uh, Brothers and Sisters, and then she was the lead role in a show called Revenge on ABC. But you might know her from the Captain America, the last two Captain America films, because she's Sharon Carter in those. So in this film she plays a woman dealing with some family problems but also right in the middle of a very harsh time in her career because she is a political mediator between two very massive politicians at the time. Um, It's getting some middling indie reviews which uh, looks very interesting. Unfortunately, uh, the publicist, because Toronto International Film Festival is going on, Nobody got back to me to get me this uh, screener, but it looks interesting. It's got uh, Remy Girard as the, uh, the other lead in this film, and he's a French-Canadian actor I, I enjoy quite a bit. Um, other than that, I, I don't really know a lot about this movie, but if it's in your market, uh, I, would, I would say check it out, because usually French-Canadian films is much better than a lot of the Canadian films out there, and I'm not generalizing right now, I'm just saying how I feel on that one. So, uh, Pays or Boundaries, that's how you're going to find that one. So let's move into our last review of this week. This is a VOD review. Uh, the good people at VVS sent me another Blu-ray to check out this week. This is a direct video with Bruce Willis, who seems to be doing a lot of these direct videos This film is called Marauders. Take a look. Agreed. They operated with precision. We need the evidence. And where is the evidence? Still with MIMS. Why is it with MIMS? Anybody? we allowed him to take it from my th- crime scene. Excuse me, sir, who's Mims? Who's the... Who are you? G.I. Joe? Uh, yeah, everyone, this is new special agent Wells, fresh out of Quantico with flying colors, decorated special forces, renowned sniper, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. Like I said, G.I. Joe. Now, uh, I, besides Bruce Willis who is really like I feel like he's losing the love for the craft of acting right now and that's why he does like very easy paycheck movies like Marauders um, this one's also got Christopher Maloney you saw there from uh, Law and Order uh, and just a handful of other things who's really great in this one uh, Adrian Grenier who played Vincent Chase in Entourage soft spot for me and Dave Batista. You know, drags from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. Uh, this is very much a cop, very cops and robbers, uh, you know, mystery action film. Not a lot of substance behind it. This is from a Steven uh, C. Miller who did Extraction, which I reviewed on the show a few months back, which was just absolute crap. Uh, this one is a bit above crap. I'm I'm gonna give it a, probably a two. It's it's a turn off your brain and watch the action type thing. Um, there's some uh, there's some some twists and I thought I thought were pretty cool, but for the large part it, it is very much forgettable, uh, always reminding you that it is a direct-to-video action movie, but you know without Steven Seagal or uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, so uh, maybe you're 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 saved uh, some of that headache there. Um, it's a 33% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and a 42 on Metascore, so like not great, but you know if you, if you're flipping around and it's free and you just want to watch some action movie, this is going to be better than a lot of the direct video crap that you're going to find. Alright, so uh, let's move into uh, something that I'm doing solo this week, which is kind of weird, but uh, this is our Netflix and VOD recommendations. So remember a couple seconds ago when I was just talking about Emily Van Camp being in Pays or Boundaries or whatever it's called, whatever they want to call it in Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver or whatever? Well, I'm going to bring the last big movie she was in as, as my uh, VOD recommendation right now, because now on Blu-ray is Captain America Civil War, just give you a little taste with this scene right here. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, if you've already seen this movie, how fucking great is this movie? This movie is so much fun. It's pulse-pounding from beginning to end. There's not really any dragging points where you're, you know, looking at your watch or you're feeling bored or, you know, you're counting the hairs on your knuckles. Anything like that. This movie is so much fun. It does so much service service to move the marvel universe along to the next point plus dealing with consequences and everything everybody's so awesome in this we get the black panther finally and as a comic book fan i'm massively excited about that and the prospect of his movie and everything civil war there's just so much good about it. Joe and Anthony Russo are the directors behind it, and they just know what they're doing. They, they've kind of taken that ball from from uh, Joss Whedon and furthered it and, and into a direction that really works with them. And it makes you anticipate the next piece of that puzzle. So, of course, with the Blu-ray, you're gonna get all these massive special features and everything behind the scenes, a gag reel, all that kind of stuff. This is definitely worth you picking up on Blu-ray, and for sure worth the VOD if you don't want to spend that extra price on that Blu-ray. But I mean, it's out now. You can you can have that, that next piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. So let's uh, move to some uh, interesting news tidbits this week with our uh, little some little Flix Anonymous news. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting news from Flix Anonymous. That the you by Alrighty, Ske- so I might be dating myself a little bit here, but does anybody remember the movie Alien Nation? It's an old one, I think early 90s, I think. Early 90s or late, maybe late 80s. I'm thinking early 90s. But James Kahn was in it and the his alien partner was played by Mandy Patinkin and a lot of uh, makeup and everything. Um, well, it's going to get remade. It was actually made into a TV show as well. But now it's going to get remade into a an actual feature film. Uh, and Jeff Nichols is going to be heading this movie. If you don't know Jeff Nichols' name, then it's time to get educated on who this guy is, like right now. Because he is one of the best... American filmmakers working today. He's done movies like uh, Shotgun, uh, Shotgun Stories, he did a film called Mud, he did a film called Take Shelter, and then this year he did a movie called Midnight Special that is one of the most underrated films of the year, If it, especially since it didn't make it largely mainstream. But now with him doing a pretty big tentpole movie like Alien Nation that could actually be made into a very interesting uh, story of xenophobia, and especially in this day and age, uh, this one I think is going to be a very polarizing uh, topic, especially with Trump's America and everything that's going on right now. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, a southern fried take on it because uh, largely Jeff Nichols is a very southern uh, director, a southern boy director. Uh, for anybody that's seen his other films, you can that totally attests to it. But uh, I'm very excited to see Alienation get remade. It was kind of an interesting dark movie when it came out. So to see what 25 years or so has done to it is going to be very, very interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, second this week, uh, 40 years ago, Taxi Driver came out. Probably one of the greatest... Martin Scorsese films of all time. It is probably my number two Scorsese film ever behind Gangs of New York. Form your debate now on that one. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna change that one for your opinion. Uh, But Taxi Driver is an incredible piece of film and it's getting that 40 years anniversary treatment as this is getting re-released into theaters. Will it make it to Canada and will we see it uh, at event theaters or anything like that? Only time will tell as those theaters are released and the venues are released that this is going to screen at. But, I mean, if you're living in a city that's close to an American city that will show it, is it worth it? Are you a big enough cinephile to make that trip to Seattle or, or whatever worth it to go see the Taxi Driver? I would do it myself. But just to get it out to the masses that love movies, Taxi Driver will be coming back to theaters. So I'm totally into that. And our last thing of the week, and I'm really disappointed my co-host Trevor isn't here for this, because it was something we laughed about uh, with last week's movie, Sully. Uh, The reason, so Sully is about, you know, uh, uh, Chesley Sullenberger, who is forced to make uh, a water landing when uh, ducks fly into uh, the engines on his plane, causing them to explode. And uh, the satirical website The Onion uh, put out an article, that uh, a video that really made me laugh. It was a memoriam to the birds that went into the uh, engine. And I just thought it was very funny to point out that uh, there's a memorial out there for the birds that were killed in Clint Eastwood's new movie. But of course there's no memorial for the fake baby in American Sniper. Alright, so now we're going to move off of news and we're going to, or I am, I don't know why I keep saying we're, but it's just me, it's just me here. Um, I'm going to move into one of my favorite things and something to relax everybody for the end of the episode. This is our stoner picks. Again, I must be stoned already because I keep saying our, but, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll fix it in post. We won't. Um, (laughs) So, my pick, uh, it only came out a few months ago, but it didn't really do that much business at all, so I think this is just a very worthy stoner pick to bring. Uh, The guys at Lonely Island not only got to make their first movie, their first feature together, but... I mean, besides Hot Rod, but... They also got to record a full album at the same time, and this is "Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping. Take a look. God, he looks like a caveman. Look at this fool, he's about to murder somebody. I think it's just the lighting in the limo. What? No, seriously, I think that that's just his resting phase. He's just relaxing. So what, he just apologized to me and I'm supposed to forgive him and then we go back to being a big happy family? Something like that. Yeah. Style boys, in the house, right? Nah. No! Oh God, I adore this movie. It's dumb, it, it's it's uh, lampooning a lot of ridiculous things that really do need lampooning, um, but I, I think it was a little bit excessive some of, for some of the older audience, uh, but it, for, But for some of the people that, that love these guys, it's, this movie works on all levels. The songs are great. Uh, even stuff like, like making fun of TMZ and having Will Arnett play like a Harvey Levin type character is hilarious. Uh, you're going to be quoting the songs, you're going to be quoting Connor For Real, played by uh, Andy Samberg there. And uh, this movie is just a lot of fun, some really, really great cameos, and it doesn't come off as excessive like Zoolander 2 did earlier this year, which was just... Chock full of cameos that nobody gave a shit about. Um, This movie is a lot of fun. A definite giggler if you just want to smoke a fat joint and sit with friends and laugh your asses off. Because you'll be laughing so hard you may miss the jokes that follow. It is that funny. Uh, One of my favorite comedies of the year. And you can pick that up on Blu-ray and watch on VOD right now. So that's Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, which is my uh, stoner pick this week. All right, so now we're at the end of our episode. This is episode 44, the Chris Jericho Y2J episode, because I'm still doing my wrestling thing with this one, because fuck not. Um, and uh, thank you, everybody, for watching us. We are on the Cannabis Life Network, as well as the League of Man and the Daily Hive. You can find me at the Stiebel Dead. You can find Trevor on Twitter, too. But he's not here, so I'm not going to plug his stuff. No, it's at Trevor Duick. You can find him, and uh, what's going on next week? We have four movies, including two in wide release. We have a star-studded cast in a brand new Western remake. Oh, what's that one, does it have seven people in it? I don't know. Uh, we also have Andy Samberg, who was just in my stoner pick, leading an animated kids movie from Warner Brothers that's being built from the studio that brought you Lego movie. They're really trying to latch on to something good with maybe something, maybe not so good, who knows. And uh, Kate in our limited releases, we have Kate Wislett in a very fluffy-looking Australian film, its period piece, and uh, uh, one from the one and only Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yes. Is he in a mine this time, trying to dig out Chilean miners? No. It's something else entirely. But uh, we'll get to that next week. Thank you, everybody, for watching Flicks Anonymous, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, you great- sim files thanks for listening to flicks anonymous we can be heard weekly on vancitybuzz.com and leagueofmanchildren.com feel free to send us nasty and abusive social media messages on twitter at flicks and if you need more characters to tell us how much we suck you can find flicks anonymous on facebook until next week may your weekly sticky, and your scotch be hoppy